feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Because your perfume is smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the floor. It's on the Well, don't just pray for our police. Pray for our military men and women and pray for America. I'm telling you, after listening today to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, boy, do we have a lot to talk about tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show, because this is the first time that he comes out in a press conference since he had his prostate surgery, remember, over Christmas. And of course, again, we all wish him well. We all wish him a speedy recovery. I've met him. Uh, He's a nice guy, very nice guy, um, and obviously a military guy. I have tremendous respect for his background. And again, I hope he gets well quicker. You know, he's still obviously in a lot of pain. You could see it today when he did the press conference at the Pentagon. So all that being said, this is a critical moment with American national security and world security sort of on the brink. We're waiting to see, okay, what is the administration, Biden, going to do to respond to these attacks by the Iranian proxy groups? Remember, hitting U.S. troops in Jordan, three of them killed. And so far, we really haven't hit anything other than it seems like an empty warehouse or an empty parking lot. And today, when we heard from Lloyd Austin, it made me less confident that we're going to do anything of any substance. Because he comes out there, first off, physically, he doesn't look well. He just had the surgery. And remember, I was like, no big deal. But then he was in ICU. And he just looked feeble. He looked weak. He didn't look like he had the old spunk that he had even before all this, just physically. Mentally, he looked totally deflated. He also apologized because, remember, the big thing with him was that he was MIA. And he was in ICU and didn't tell anybody at the White House that he was at an ICU. And then when reporters said, well, you know, don't you realize that you're holding yourself uh, to a, uh, I guess, a, a Passover on the priorities list, that if this had happened to somebody lower ranking, you would have fired them. They would have been let go. They would have been dismissed immediately. But he said, well, I'm so sorry. You know, I guess I should have told people. And then Are you going to fire your aide who apparently knew but didn't tell somebody else? Oh, no, you know, nobody's been fired. I mean, it was like, let's just move on. No big deal. No big deal. I guess it wasn't a big deal because they weren't planning on replying to these attacks from Iran. And it wasn't until three U.S. soldiers now got killed that they're finally realizing they have to do something. And so far, it's been pretty lackluster. There are reports that they may start a sustained bombing campaign After Iranian proxy targets, doesn't sound like they're taking it directly to Iran itself. But I want to hear your thoughts tonight of what needs to be done. And also, when Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was asked, what do you think is going to happen? Who do you blame for the deaths of three service members, two women and one man? Who do you blame? They were sleeping In their barracks when suddenly that drone strike happened in Jordan at the U.S. outpost. And he's like, well, you know, we believe that, 
you know, Iran is sort of funding these groups and that's sort of the role that they're doing. But um, we don't want a war with Iran. We don't want to escalate with Iran. We don't want any problems. Mother, may I? It just it looked so weak and it looked so pathetic. And I thought, boy, if I am a country that wishes to do America harm, I'm thinking, boy, the Defense Department in America, sadly, looks like a cakewalk because you got this guy who physically, mentally and verbally sounded weak. He looked horrible. And even his answers were horrible. They were just bumbly and fumbly and nothing of any strength, nothing of any clarity in terms of you know, Iran, you better not touch another hair on an American service member. You don't see any of that. It's like, we don't want any problems. We don't want this. Uh, he is like the appeaser in chief, part two. This Lloyd Austin underneath Biden. Now I see why Biden picked him. Biden picked him because they're just the same. Two peas in a pod. And that's really sad for American national security. Here is Lloyd Austin earlier today when he was asked, you know, Basically, should you be dismissed? Shouldn't you resign? Because what you did, a lower-ranking military guy would be gone by now. And listen to what he said. I'm recovering well, but as you can see, I'm still recovering. I'm still having some leg pain and doing physical therapy to get past it. I'm deeply grateful to my doctors and the nursing staff at Walter Reed. And I very much appreciate all the good wishes. But I want to be crystal clear. We did not handle this right, and I did not handle this right. I should have told the president about my cancer diagnosis. I should have also told my team and the American public. And I take full responsibility. I apologize to my teammates and to the American people. You know what? That sounded so pathetic. And what a terrible excuse for being MIA. Oh, well, I guess I just didn't really want to say anything. I guess I just wanted it under the radar. I didn't want somebody to know that I was in the hospital. I'm sorry, you're the Secretary of Defense, and we're having U.S. bases being fired upon? First off, you better darn well make sure that the president and other people know where you are in case we have to respond at a moment's notice. And second of all, the fact that he was MIA and nobody really noticed or cared because they weren't planning on doing any military action either. That also speaks volumes of what a wimpy administration we have. And no wonder they are walking all over us around the world and all of these different wars are erupting and some really scary stuff. And so here is Lloyd Austin. He was asked the question and listen to this. He kind of avoids the answer. You'll see it when he's asked, you know, why should he be given a higher standard, or I should say a lower standard in this case, you know, why should he still be in the job and not dismiss? Because, again, a lower-ranking military man or woman would be gone. Listen to this. You were hospitalized for days before you informed the White House or the commander-in-chief of your condition and your absence. Anyone else within the military chain of command would have faced reprimand or even dismissal. Why shouldn't that same standard apply to you, sir? Well, let me just say that... Uh uh, thanks for the question, that, that we didn't get this right. And as I said, I take full responsibility for, uh, for uh, the department's actions. Uh, in terms of w- why uh, on the second notification was, was not made to the White House, uh, that information was available. Uh, I'm not sure uh, at this point uh, what exactly happened, but I think details 
uh, will uh, will play out as a review is, is conducted. So. Yeah, we'll just kind of let that slide under the radar and hope something else overtakes the news. That's what he's essentially saying. I mean, to me, this is not a good example. I feel bad for him. But what he did was not appropriate, and I actually think that he should no longer be there because there are so many mistakes made, and it says a lot about his character. It says a lot about the chain of command. There should be other people that also, that maybe this assistant or whoever else sort of dropped the ball. In addition to clearly him, there's a lot of cleanup on aisle seven. And speaking of cleanup, boy, uh, this is amazing tonight. We're hearing... That progressive Democrat, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley, part of the squad, so-called squad, well, she is now accusing Walgreens of racism because it is closing a store in Boston because they said there's so much crime there. They just can't afford to stay open. They're getting robbed left and right, and the cost is just way too high. It is so out of control and they just can't do business. It's happening in New York. It's happening all over the place. So they are closing the store. They announced, okay, we're closing this store. And what does she do? She goes after them. And this is what she said. She accused the Illinois-based company of engaging in, quote, get this, life-threatening act of racial and economic discrimination over its decision to close that particular store, that Walgreens, because it's in a predominantly minority community. So she's saying, don't worry about the crime. Don't worry about the problems. This is clearly all racism, because why else would they be closing the store? I mean, if you have, have you been to like a Walgreens or a Dwayne Reed or a CVS or any of these pharmacies recently, if you go in to any of these like stores or the mom and pop shops, so many of them just have things locked up left and right. You can barely get anything. You got to like get somebody and say, uh, could I get these three or four things that are over here? Could you open the key on this one? Could you open the key on this? How can you do business that way? It takes you forever. I'm surprised that there haven't been even more you know, stores closing down. But Ayanna Presley says it is all about racism. And tonight we are talking about the fact that our police will have to fill out paperwork saying if the person is race, color, creed, background, approximate age, any encounters, that's bogging them down. And then they're seeing the video that we all see of what happened to those officers that are just getting pummeled in that video. And we're learning more about some of these guys. Uh, the seven guys that they arrested so far, apparently there's another five or so that were tied to this beatdown. But apparently they uh, we're all from Venezuela. And it reminds a lot of people of what happened in the Mario Boatlift. Remember when that whole thing happened in Cuba? When in the 1980s and Castro said, hey, we're just going to kind of open up our jails and send the worst of the worst to America. That's what he was saying. And he was like, hey, here you go. And guess what? That's when all those gangs showed up in Florida and so many of the crime issues happened in Florida, and that just exemplified what I guess everybody is doing right now because they're seeing Joe Biden and they're saying, God, America is one big sucker. And that just breaks my heart to see all of this. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 
two, two, two. Let's go to Frank, who is in O Canada. Frank, your thoughts about all this? Hi, Rita. I love you very much. You know that. And uh, thank you. I was just going to say that, and you brought it up. I said that's what Scarface is about. By the way, I love Scarface. I love Scarface. That was a good movie. I mean, Al Pacino was, was so movie. good in that but, movie. Oh my God, he, he was amazing. Remember at the top of the, he's at the top of, and they're like firing at him, and he's like, "Come get me! Come get me! Yeah, come yeah. get me!" But no, but he does the same movie every, like every movie he's done since. He's the same character, but. Uh, Maybe what that's how he is in real is, life. I don't know. Maybe he's just, you know, maybe. Even, <laughs> well, maybe I'm seeing something different. But, no, no, uh, but you no, know what? You're your right. Your last two he colors is. before me, before, you know, and you and you were doing great, was uh, they were they were excellent. They were excellent. One and two. And uh, I forget what I'm going to say now. You were going to talk about how come nobody came to help, I think, right? Something about the, oh, where are the, the Good police, Samaritans, right? The police, the police getting attacked in New York City. And like, that is unreal. If I was standing on the street, like, where were the people around there? Like, can't you help your police? Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, they, I'll tell you. It's, you know what's sad? And let me ask you, because you are there in Canada. What part of Canada are you in, Frank, by the way? Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Beautiful. Okay, so if this happened, first of all, would this ever happen in Ontario for no. starters? Okay, good. Good. No. And, no, no. Well, not in my part of town anyway. But. Great. Okay, and if it were to, what, wouldn't there be people coming out and saying, enough? Or intervening? Yeah, what would people like, do hey, there? Like, no, I would jump in. Like from what I saw in that film, and I saw it fifteen times today. And I'm going, my God! If I was there, I would jump on those. I can't swear, so I would say I would jump on those idiots, and I would start pounding and helping the police. Guaranteed. I, I, and you know Guaranteed. what? I and. I wish there were people like you there and Daniel Pennies and people like that because things probably would have been different. And I wonder, what were the other people doing? We haven't really heard from people like, did anybody go run into at least a store to get help? Or run, there's a police station in Times Square. Did they, There's a lot of cops. Did they run to at least another police officer? Did they try to some intervene and maybe we just didn't see it? It looks like nobody did, and that is, boy, that is heartbreaking. Frank, thank you, and uh, thank you for all your sweet words, too, and I love that you would have stepped in because it would have been absolutely heartbreaking to see that before your eyes and now to find out, so it seems, that nobody did help. That, to me, is just shameful. 1-800-848-9222, and we'll continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. This is the Rita Cosby Show. 
Well, it looks like at least four of these animals who beat police officers are slipping away. There's word that they gave their like a fake name to some of these nonprofits that help migrants leave the city, either by plane or by bus. And there are reports that four of them may be on their way to California. What a surprise. And if you hear the background, they had all these priors. One punched somebody at a Macy's department store. One punched somebody at another one. They were trying to rob them. And, of course, all of this comes from our wide-open border. And thank goodness the Republicans, I say, bravo, that they're pushing forward with impeachment articles against the Homeland Security Secretary. Take a listen. We're here today not because we want to be, but, but because we have exhausted all other options and our duty as members of Congress compels us to exercise our constitutional duty and defend this separate but equal branch of government. At the beginning of this Congress, each of us took an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and that we would well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas took a similar oath, but he has not lived up to it. He has willfully and systematically refused to comply with the laws passed by Congress and breached the trust of Congress and the American people. The results have been catastrophic and have endangered the lives and livelihoods of all Americans. Yeah, and boy, has he endangered American lives. It is time to hold this administration to account. When we come back, everybody, we're going to talk about the border. We're going to talk about the beatdown in Times Square. And also some more details about these animales. That's what I call them, because what kind of individuals would beat up cops? And now they're smiling and giving reporters the fingers. They don't care. So why are we trying to protect them? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cosby is on. Sounds like either on a flight or on a bus en route to California because they weren't really being watched, clearly. 
they were let out even though they were charged with a felony and said, hey, come on back. And why would they ever stay in the community? Apparently, they gave fake names to a nonprofit group that helps migrants get transferred to different parts. I don't, you know, I don't blame the nonprofit, but, you know, they were given, hey, here's a name, here's this, here's that. We want to go to another part of the country. Okay. But come on. It was obvious it was going to happen. And then as we're hearing some of the background of these thugs who beat the two NYPD officers, a number of them had some pretty big rap sheets even prior to this moment. Um, I talked about how there was a beatdown with a Macy's employee who was trying to stop one of them from shoplifting. Same thing happened at the Nordstrom Rack. An employee was slugged when she tried to stop a one of these guys from stealing $130 back in November. There are others that have much more serious charges, uh, stabbings, assault, drug issues. Uh, the list goes on and on. Petty larceny, a whole bunch of even open cases, disorderly conduct, a whole bunch of other things. These are just what we know about. Also robbery, by the way, too. There's a couple robbery charges in here. One of them has three to four arrests of that. So the list just kind of keeps on coming. And yet they were allowed to go out, allowed to, first of all, be roaming freely at taxpayers' expense, listed the migrant shelter. And then what kind of a judge says, oh, yeah, no, no problem, no flight risk there, no worries there. And these people are now, who knows, probably never to be seen again. And it does remind you of what's happening at our open border, because that's exactly why they are here. And if you look at these guys, these guys don't look like they're applying for asylum. Do they look like, oh, God, these are just people who came to America uh, out of, you know, to try to find a better life? Are you kidding me? They were trying to find better victims. That's what they were doing here. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. And in the middle of all this, President Biden is trying to do all this word salad because He still is continuing to say, oh, the border looks fine. Yeah, maybe it could be a little better. But the only reason it's not is it's because of the Republicans. He's trying to blame the Republicans, which is just absurd and a flat out lie. And he also the only reason he's even talking about it is because he knows that he's tanking in the poll numbers. A lot of the latest polls show that border issues, immigration, that is top priority for Americans. And it should be, based on what we just saw right now, because those scenes are going to happen over and over again until we seal the border and get rid of the people who should not be here already. And so the president, now he's trying to act like, oh, I'm trying to do something. And and I just can't do everything I'd like to because my hands are tied because of Congress. Again, that is a flat-out lie. But listen to the word salad that his spokesperson, Olivia Dalton, had when a reporter was saying, well, why isn't he doing more? Listen to this one. Is it his position that there's nothing all or that he can do uh, on migration, that this is the limit to his authority? The president, I think, on the just a moment ago, that certainly he feels that there are things that are within his power, but there are also things that are not within his power that he's looking for a congressional authority to do uh, in order to step up border security steps that are within his power. That's what I'm asking. Like, there are some things in his power. Why doesn't he do those? We're in the middle of negotiating in good faith across the aisle with Democrats and Republicans in the Senate. 
to try and get this proposal done. Uh, I'm not going to get into the particulars of those conversations and what is or is not on the table, but uh, look, we think that there's no reason we can't come to a very significant uh, deal here that, again, would be historic in nature uh, that would deliver on meaningful reforms and resources that would help us secure the border. And, you know, that's the stated goal of both Republicans and Democrats in Congress. What's standing in the way? We don't think politics should. And the only reason that this president is even talking semi about the border is because everybody's asking about it. It is so bad. And what about all the fentanyl deaths? We were talking earlier. One of you called him was bringing up a whole the cocaine issues. What about fentanyl? Fentanyl is killing so many American lives. And this president doesn't want to address it, doesn't want to talk about the 85,000 missing kids because he knows the minute he starts doing that, it's back to the border. And same thing even with all of these attacks that happened, as we heard now in Times Square and other things by these migrants. There's been a stabbing also that took place outside a migrant shelter, a fatal one. In addition, there are you've listened to like law enforcement and they were saying earlier today that there are so many now different gangs that are coming in that they're like kind of creating like turf wars in New York City. Can you imagine like certain part of New York City belongs to, you know, the Venezuelans, a certain part of the others belongs to the Mexican gangs and they're kind of doing turf wars in New York City. It's becoming a little Mexico. Thank you very much for that wide open border. Boy, uh, that's going to be really pretty when they start doing battle against each other. This is going to get really ugly, and it already has, clearly, by what we saw happen to our great NYPD officers. And earlier today on Fox News, they talked about just how absurd it is that these guys are out. Again, now they're probably on a bus going to uh, good old California because they know that's another sanctuary state. And in the meantime, while they were here, they were living high on the hog, taxpayers' expense. Uh, It's just disgusting. To me, it gets me so angry because they are so arrogant and totally taking advantage of our system, as so many are. And here's a little bit of how Fox News described them earlier today. Just into Fox News now, NYPD making two more arrests, illegal immigrants and that attack on officers. Those suspects also allegedly stole an officer's cell phone. Well, that'll help them track you down. So a fifth illegal immigrant accused of attacking two New York City police officers over the weekend showed no remorse or regret. He was seen, as you can see, giving his two middle fingers to the cameras moments after being released without bail. Yeah, the two middle fingers and then the other guy laughing. You just want to go, how dare you? And how many of them are like laughing all the way to the bank. And I bet you, and all these other countries, I bet you all their friends in Venezuela are going, look, look what uh, so-and-so did. And he got away with it. Now he's on a bus at taxpayer's expense to California. He's touring America or flying to America. You just can't make it up. And to me, it is so despicable, but it just blows the lid. And it should for anybody who has sat there with rosy-colored glasses saying, oh, they just are here because of asylum. They just want a better life. They just are trying to do the right thing, and they're fleeing these terrible times. And they're the nicest, sweetest people. Uh, None of those adjectives certainly fit the animals and what they were doing 
to these officers in Times Square. That image is seared forever in our memory and indicative of everything that's wrong with a wide open border and the way the migrant crisis has been handled in New York and every other sanctuary city across this country. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to, let's go to Tony, uh, line one in Manhattan. Tony, your thoughts. Yes, who forgets about the happy land, a nightclub in the Bronx, where the Marielitos from Cuba, from the jails, from everywhere, came to Manhattan. And they, one of them took two gallons of gasoline and opened fire in the happy land um, nightclub long time ago. I That's remember who, that. I remember that. Exactly. Exactly. And what made you think of it just because Venezuelans, or what made you think of that? You know, it's happening. It's just happening now. And it's going to go worse and worse. And nothing we can do until Mr. Trump pulls the war again. You know, um, you know what made me think, Tony, too, if I remember, it was like 80-something um, people were killed. And uh, it was the 1980s there in the Bronx in New York City. To the when all of that happened... And, uh, boy, they were trapped inside that sort of that social club. And that was that was just so atrocious. It was so heartbreaking. I also think about all the scenes I was also bringing up, obviously, same time period. What happened with the Mario boat lift? That's that huge group, of course, that was the Cubans that came and they came into Florida. We were talking about just the scenes where all the gangs and all the cartels and all of those people that were causing havoc in Cuba and elsewhere, they came to America and wreaked havoc here. And I remember, boy, that was just that Happy Land case was just so hard. I'm looking it up here. It's 887 people were killed um, when it happened on that Sunday. Let's see. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, actually, uh, actually, 17. For, wait. Oh, no. Wait, wait. Hang on. Yeah. 87 people died. Uh, after the fire. That's an incredible moment. Um, what a heartbreaking, heartbreaking scene. Who could forget that and all the details? I can't believe it has been that many years since that happened. And that was just that was just despicable at the social club there in the Bronx, the illegal one. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Angel, Staten Island, line five. Angel, your thoughts? Yeah. Yes, good evening, uh, Rita. I love you. You have an amazing show, and I really enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I love I love our police, and, and I want the best for our city and for our country. I appreciate it. I, I do, I'm a veteran. I'm a Marine Corps veteran. Bravo. Uh, I, 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 thank I, you. Let, thank you. Yes. Ma'am, I just want to let you know that, um, well, I want to ask you, why did, didn't the police use deadly force against these people? They were getting attacked, and they could have lost their lives. Why did they hold back? If these guys ever did this in any other country, like a third world country, because I've been all over the world, I see what the police do. They would have killed them. So I don't understand why they why they had restraints on them um, at all. Because they should, and they should have also put out a ten thirteen and, and got backup. And I don't understand why they didn't. You know, I mean, it's just it bothers my mind. And um, 
like I said, this would never happen in any other country except except America, where they, they, they know they can get away with these things. And if they can get away with these things with the police, can you imagine what they think they can do to civilians? Yeah. You know, you know, you, you asked so many great questions, Angel, because, yeah, we don't know why they didn't uh, pull out things to protect themselves. It's, it looks to me like it just kind of happened so quick. And there were a lot of them. Remember, it was like 12 of them beating down on these two officers. But you're right. Um, and thank God, by the way, that they didn't, like, get the officer's gun, too, or grab a gun from one of the officers. I mean, it's just there's there's so many scary things. Um, and thank God the officers are, are alive. You know, it could have been a fatal kick that could have uh, hit them in the head. I mean, there's just so many scary things. And it's un- it's unclear why they didn't, like, even take out a taser or do something like that. And also, like you said, also a backup. Maybe they just didn't have time. It, it looks to me like they were kind of caught off guard. They were just telling them to move along, and suddenly the guys turned around and and jumped on them. And you know, it only takes a few seconds, as you know. And we saw that all on videotape, and it just kind of kept happening and happening. And you're right. I wonder when finally maybe backup finally did arrive. But sadly, uh, there were a lot of kicks before any backup or anybody else could have come in. And I wish I wish somebody had just intervened, like you said, or done something. But God forbid, who knows? Maybe they might have taken, maybe they're afraid. I don't know. Maybe you know better than I do. But I feel like not afraid of the thugs, but afraid of being hauled in, afraid of being called in that, oh, they're being racist because they're going after the migrants versus protecting themselves you know, I think they're just walk, walking on eggshells, so many of our law enforcement. And I sadly think that that might be a part of it or it just was so fast that they didn't foresee it. And so many of them kicking them all at the same time and knocked them down. So what are you going to do? Uh, scary stuff. Angel, thank you, though. Great, great questions. And thank you for your great service in the Marines. We so appreciate it. And now, everybody, speaking of the military, here's our Support Our Heroes segment. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And all it takes is $11 a month. Be sure to support the Tunnel to Towers Foundation because this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment. And tonight, a really powerful story coming from Columbia, Missouri, where recently the United States Exercise Tiger Foundation partnered with the University of Missouri wrestling team to honor active duty military and our veterans, hopefully the great Marines, like the one who called there, and our veterans during the Military Appreciation Wrestling Meet against the Air Force. The U.S. Exercise Tiger Foundation is a Missouri-based organization that's dedicated to honoring those who serve our nation. Now, during the event, 10 wrestlers paired up with 10 veterans and members of the Missouri National Guard for honors and also camaraderie. One of them who is acknowledged was a veteran named Ben Wallace, who was a sergeant, U.S. Marine Corps, like Angel just called. And he, of course, was with the 1st Marine Division, Ben Wallace was. Veteran Wallace said he appreciated the event and also the effort to acknowledge veterans like himself. He said it's great to be here watching the wrestlers and also having them commemorate all of the veterans who have served. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He said he would do it all over again. Also, Vietnam veterans, World War II veterans, 
Uh, also, Iraq and Afghanistan veterans were there. So it sounds like they had so many great military men and women there, all of them being recognized appropriately. And everybody, again, it just takes $11 to make a big difference. Donate $11 a month to the incredible Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They do so much to support America's military and first responder heroes. All you have to do is go to T2T.org, T2T.org. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, hopefully we will find out tomorrow if indeed these four thugs are on a bus or a flight to California. Maybe they're hanging out in Malibu. Who knows? But they're definitely smiling and laughing. No wonder they were laughing when they left the jail. Also, we're waiting to find out when that vote is going to happen on the impeachment of Mayorkas. They're expecting as early as next week, likely at some point next week. I wonder, first of all, obviously it is a symbolic vote because the Senate at this point, I do not see passing it. The House, of course, I think there's a chance, but it's a very narrow chance because there's only a very slim majority in the House for Republicans, and Republicans are leading the charge. Even on the vote in the committee, it was a party-line vote. I mean, this is where this is going. It's going to be Republicans pretty much yes, and then Democrats no. Maybe there'll be some people who cross over. I would hope that there's some people with a conscience when it does come up for a vote, and again, as early as maybe next week, that they say, you know what? I think this guy should be impeached. I mean, if you don't want to say that he's been derelict in his duty, uh, who's been uh, better at at messing up the border than he is? He gets the award. He gets the gold prize for having the most open border ever. So, I mean, if you're never going to impeach somebody, uh, if there's a moment to do it, this is it. Because, boy, Mayorkas, to me, has been shameful and so terrible Also, indeed, if you look at the way he's been handling the uh, obviously the border agents, just so disparaging them. It's it's it is so horrible. Uh, Let's go to Joaquin. Line one, Joaquin, your thoughts. Rita. Oh, my gosh. Unfortunately, the problem is, is that the Stanley Wieners of this country, they cannot see the truth in front of them. And unfortunately, Mayorkas has been so successful because they the Democrat Party, the globalists, they want an open border. And this immigration policy, even Mayor Adams, all the problems New York is having, have you ever heard him say, close the border? No. And you know what? At one point, he said it needs to be more secure. He kind of tiptoed there. But then it looks like the White House went after him. Remember, they're investigating him. So it's like it seems like anybody who speaks out against the White House gets a slap down, too. Unless you go, what border? What do you mean? What do you mean? No problems there.